Okay. All right. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, your passion instigator, Paulette Reestany. And I am coming with you to you with another exciting episode. And Amy Scott Grant over there on my side. I'm not quite sure which side she's on. <laughs> the other side. We the do other it again. Side. That side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is with me today from Colorado. And I'm so excited because we've been trying to do this now for a while, trying to, to get together and have this conversation. And we're here. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited to meet you, Amy. So I'm going to read Amy's bio because she is a spiritual ass kicker. And I freaking love that. I love that moniker. So since the tender age of 13, Amy Scott Grant has captivated audiences of all ages and demographics with her razor sharp wit, contagious enthusiasm, and bold authenticity. I love that. Blessed with a gift for reaching people at their core, Amy has grown and cultivated this talent to pursue what she is most passionate about, assisting people in creating rapid results by permanently clearing their deepest blocks, doubts, fears, and limiting beliefs. I won't read any more because you can tell us more about it, but you are, you've written books, you're a speaker, you do coaching, you do spiritual counseling, you do kind of everything. Kind of? Kind of. <laughs> in, in, yeah. that genre, in that genre. <laughs> She's a DLOS just like me. <laughs> that is, does lots of shit. <laughs> and I'm just so excited to bring her here. So, Amy. Yes, Paulette. Tell us, <laughs> tell us something about yourself. Oh, do you want like an obscure fact? <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Before I had kids, my husband and I logged over 300 dives as scuba divers, oh, and we actually boy. once got the opportunity to pet wild sharks, like, in the wild. It was crazy. Yeah. That is freaking awesome. You know, then we had kids. So <laughs> I think I think since we had sharks kids, we've been scuba diving, like, kids. three times, right? So, but, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. And have you scuba dived since then? Like, three times oh, since having kids, yeah. Sense. So, well, wow, that's pretty awesome. But <laughs> kids are awesome. That's great. Okay, now, so what do you do in the working world? What's your what's your superpower? Permanently clearing shit, like really. And I, um, you know, I remember I've been doing this a long time, probably like 12, 13 years at least. And I remember when I started doing this, a friend of mine was getting into SEO, right? Which no one knew it's even stood for back then. And so he's like, no, no, we could do this. And he's like, I need people to practice on. He's like, so Amy, like, tell me what you do. And he's like, tell me what you do. And I'm going to help you, like, you know, people find you on Google. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, right? So I'm telling him all this stuff, like um, clear, clear blocks, clear limiting beliefs, like remove <laughs> obstacles. He's like, Amy, no one's searching for this. And I'm like, well, I don't know what they're searching for, but they need it. Like, so that's just the curse of like being ahead of the curve, right? right so now yeah. I'm like, I feel like, oh, now it's cool because people like search all kinds of stuff around that now, right? So I think it's easier, it's easier to find people that can do that. But how I started out, Paulette, was 
I got, I was using other people's methods, right? And I was very frustrated with the lack of permanence wow. um, on everything that I had tried. And so, I wait, so when you that. say you're using other people's methods, are you talking about in the spiritual realm? Are you talking yes. about the, okay. And, and we're talking like back in the day, right? right like, so right. go back, like, I don't know, 14 years or something um, like that. So like EFTs happening and like the, what was it called? Like the Q method. And I don't even know if some of this stuff is even still around, but I will never forget when someone taught me how to do cord cutting. So I was upset about something and this woman, um, who was trained in like pranic healing and pranic mm -hmm. energy healing methods. She was like, Oh, I'm going to teach you how to do a cord cutting. So I do a cord cutting and then I was like, oh, that was great. And then 15 minutes later, I call her back up and I was like, okay, I must have done something wrong because it's all back. And she goes, oh, no, no. Like, honey, you might have to cut that cord a hundred times. <laughs> and I went, oh, hell no. I'm not doing anything a hundred times. You gotta be kidding me. Because I was like, as I was learning other people's methods, that's what I got so frustrated with was the wow. lack of permanence. And I'm like, you know, like, um, I've been around a long time. So I have like a lot of shit to clear. So I cannot be clearing the same stuff a hundred times. Right. Right? So I'm all about like efficiency. So that was when I started sourcing my own methods because I was like, if we're all energy, then you can't tell me there's not a way to have things be once and done. Uh -huh. So how I started, I never like set out to be the spiritual ass kicker. Really, I was just trying to clean up my own crap all those years ago. Still am actually, but there's less now, right? But then, oh my God, that's like all I did. I feel like it was almost full-time job working <laughs> on myself. And I was like on this like quest to make things permanent, right? And so through the process of that, I ended up sourcing like all my own methods and then, you know, then you know how it goes. Then people start showing up like right. with the same problems you just cleared. And you're like, you know, they're like, can you like, do you know any way I can be helped with that? And you're like, maybe. <laughs> do I really want to talk to you about this? It's kind of scary at first, right? I think everybody kind of goes through that too, where you're like, you, you use all these disclaimers, like this is going to sound really weird or I'm just telling you what worked for me, you know, or whatever, which like, I don't do any of that now. But I mean, in the beginning, that's sure. kind of how it was, right? And I think the first time too, when somebody's like, what do you charge? It's like gulp. <laughs> you know, so now it's like, well, whatever. I've been doing this a long time. So now, now I'm an established business. <laughs> what? Now you're an established business. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, this is what it is. If you don't want to pay that, that's fine. There's other people you can find, right? Whatever. So, and actually in the last, really like probably the last two years, the message I keep getting is like, it's more about the books. Cause I just oh. put out like my 11th book. Like, yeah. yeah. And I have like, I have like the next two already drafted too. So those oh, will be in this year. And so I, when it comes to writing, I'm definitely prolific. Like if I, if I had no other responsibilities, right. If I didn't have kids, if I didn't have like a household to maintain, if I didn't actually have clients that I've still kept, I mean, I don't have the client load I used to have because I keep getting the message. Nope. Shift to books. It's more about the books. It's more about the books. But I thought, well, you know, if I was writing full time, I would probably put out a book every month, right? Because wow. there's that much that the universe keeps saying, and we need a book on this, and we need a book on this, right? And so now I just say back, like, okay, prioritize. Like, what's the next one? <laughs> just tell me the next one. And then I usually have to, like, 
book a time to like go away mm-hmm. for my family oh. for a few days to get that draft banged out. And then, but it's a pretty, it's yeah, definitely oh. prolific. I could write books all day long, every day. I but. So do you feel like, are you, are you, um, channeling the book or are there just, I feel like I am. It's, I mean, yes and no. Right. Cause it depends on how persnickety you get about the term channeling. Mm-hmm. And some people do, as you know, get very, I'm not persnickety about any terms. So like, I can't like, imagine. <laughs> yeah, and like, I just, you know, and even sometimes like, I know when I, I have like, I don't know, oh, hundreds of YouTube videos, but I can't find my weaver. It's somewhere around this or my, anyway, the first, the, when I did the video about the etheric weaver, I'm like, I don't know. It's like linked to a Buddha or something. Just go research it. If you want to know what it does, I'm just going to tell you how to use it and get results. Right. So like, I don't really care about science behind stuff or why things work. I'm more interested in the results and I always mm. have been. And that was why they started calling me the spiritual ass kicker. Cause they're like, you just get in there and kick ass. And I go, well, yeah, because like I charge a lot for a session. So like, I feel like we should get as much as we possibly can done uh-huh. during the session. Right. So, um, I don't remember why I went on that tangent, but what were we talking about? <laughs> your books and your writing and names, something your- about the name, I don't know, about what to call things. I don't remember. So how, <laughs> when, when did you know you had this empathic gift? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I tell that story in uh, Change Agents, and I think in One, Two, Three, Clarity, too. But so when I was about, well, when I was really little, I was constantly getting accused of eavesdropping when I really wasn't. Not that I never did. I certainly did sometimes, but I think every kid does. But yeah, I would just know things. And my parents were like super conservative, super Catholic, right? And just like not into any of this kind of stuff. And so... I would say things and they would just like, you know, they'd like look at each other, <laughs> look at me, whatever. So it was like really clear that I was kind of like an off kid. And then one day when I was probably about nine or 10 years old, I saw a person that wasn't there. And my mother's response was like so shocking to me that I just like shut it down. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is not okay. I'm you know, I shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, as you know, Paulette, when we try to, when we try to like compartmentalize or like Mm. shut out a part of us, like it's, it's not a good thing. Right. I mean, it's like that kind of has to go somewhere, that energy. Mm -hmm. So like by the time I was 13, I was like, suicidal. I was like, I don't belong on this planet. Like I don't belong in this world. There's no place for me. Right. And, um, interestingly, I just kind of like manifested like the right book showing up at the right time in the most bizarre possible way. And it just completely like shifted my whole perspective on the thing. So then it was all like in secret, right? right? So I was like, you know, learning how to use this stuff, but like not ever talking to anybody about it. And then when I, um, you know, like when I say when I came out of the spiritual closet, like that was a whole process in and of itself where I just, it was a constant, like looking over my shoulder, like expecting religious fanatics. So I don't know. I kept having these visions of like a brick flying through my window or crosses burning on my lawn. Maybe that's because I grew up in the deep South. I don't know, but none of that ever happened. And I can remember the exact feeling like the day that I cleared the last of that fear 
I can remember just clear as day going, no one's coming for me. Like it was like so liberating. Like, oh my God, like literally no one is coming after me. Like I can just do what I want, I say what this. I want. Yeah. It, oh God, it's just like unbelievable freedom. Yeah. Which is what we all desire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable freedom. Yeah. Ah, so that's wild. That's, that's a great story. And I love your, I just love your approach and your, um, your audacity and your, your humor that you bring to your work. I just yeah. Think that's oh, that's what we were talking about. You asked me if my books were channeled. Oh, okay. And I said, it depends on how you define channel, right? Well, what I was going to say is it comes in that way because the, the entire out, like the topic will come. And then sometime, usually within a couple weeks, the outline will just come in order, very specific. Like I can remember one time I was on a walk and I had to like jog the rest of the way home because I was like, I need a computer like right now. And I had to like run home and the whole thing just banged itself out. Mm. And then once I have the outline, it pretty much just writes itself, but it's in my voice. Mm -hmm. So so if you think I'm funny, you'll like the books because they're really like in my voice. Nice. And that's why, you know, that's why I wrote Pendulum Mojo was because when I first, when somebody first showed me how to use a pendulum, I was like, oh, I want to learn more about this. And I went to the library and I was like, Jesus, are these all written by engineers? Like there were graphs and charts and like terminology. And I was like, I just like want to like, no, <laughs> I just want to. So I have to write it. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, well, and then what happened was I love the pendulum so much that I ended up teaching all my clients how to do it. I have a low tolerance for repetition. So I was like, I'm just going to record videos that I'll make them watch the video before they do their first session with me. Those videos have had over half a million views each. Like I, I just really didn't want to repeat myself. And that's why I made the videos and it became like this thing. And, um, then I wrote the book because again, I got tired of answering the same question. So I was like, well, just buy the book. It's all in the book. Like literally <laughs> not thick, but I tell people by the time you read this book, you could be masterful at truth testing, whether you use, you know, you can use something different. Some people uh -huh. like dowsing rods or, you know, muscle testing, but this tells you like how to ask, how to ask multiple choice, how to like really, oh. again, you don't have to make charts on anything. There's way more streamlined ways to do it. I think that's that's a really good point too, whether you use a pendulum or not. But it's how to ask, what to ask for, you know. And that's how I work with my clients so much is detailing. We have to detail. You yeah. Know? You can ask for more money, and here's a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or I was like, uh, you know, somehow you get a pile of monopoly money. And you're like, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like a million books. Are they self-published? Yes, I have my own publishing company. So I have my own imprint and everything. Yeah, so they're all published under Liberto Press. Nice, nice. Yeah. I actually got my master's in publishing and writing and I've had a couple of different publishing companies as well. So Very cool. It's cool. I only have three books. Working on number four. Awesome. I know, I know. Only three books. I know. That's like how many people do you know that say they want to write a book and never have even written it, yeah. much less published it? Yeah. So like the first one is a major accomplishment. So three is three times as awesome. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. So, okay. So 
what would you say your, well, you said that writing, actually, if you could do anything, it would be writing. But what is the thing that you do most with your clients? What's like, what do people come to you for? People have always found me when whatever else they were doing, like they hit a wall on whatever else they were doing. So I really don't work with newbies. I don't know if that's because of where, you know, that I'm sort of at a premium price point or if it's just because, well, I mean, you could like, this is just how I talk to people, right? So I kind of like, I talk, I don't say, okay, here's what we're going to do. I mean, a pendulum mojo, I do start at the beginning, uh-huh. right? But I assume that people are already like kind of in the spiritual realm when I'm talking to them. So I tend to attract people that have either already tried other stuff or they've already been on this path for a while or they've already worked with other people or whatever. Uh-huh. But there's like this one freaking thing that just won't budge for them, right? Uh-huh. Or that they got all this other stuff cleared themselves, but they can't make a dent in this thing. Uh-huh. So when they've tried other things and they just, they need like a huge breakthrough, that's usually when people find me. Uh-huh. Awesome. And then we find whatever, like one, two, three clarity is about how to do your own clearings, not like here's how to do the clearing, but like how to find what's at the root. And I also have, I didn't put it out, but I have my own deck. It's not an Oracle deck. I actually call it, I say it's not for forecasting. It's actually for retrocasting because this deck, this thing kind of came, was the same thing. It like came to me and I was like, I don't even, what even is this? I don't even know how to whatever. And then it just sort of like put itself all together. And then I like had to make other people use it. Cause I was like, well, how do I know this isn't going to work just for me? Like it's only the Amy Scott Grant deck, right? No, it's like, I made other people use it and they like loved it. So the deck will help you find the root cause of any block mm. so that you can go back. Cause when you go back to that, you know, like that origin and you clear that, that's really what I found in all like years ago when I was doing my own stuff. I'm like, we have to go all the way back to when that block or belief originated. And if you clear it there, then it's like pulling the weed out at the root instead of just cutting it off with the lawnmower and it grows right back. Right. If you get it at the root, (laughs) it does not return. Yes. But often the root is not from this lifetime. So if you don't have somebody that's like, that's why I think, you know, I mean, therapy, I think has its benefits, but it doesn't always resolve the issue because you're typically only dealing with what's happened, you know, in adolescence or in childhood or whatever, when this might be from 17 lifetimes ago and you just keep repeating the same pattern because you haven't gone back to that route to remove it. Ooh, do you get your deck handy? Is it in that beautiful Uh, pile of, pile of things? I do. It's called the Spiritual Ass Kickers Discovery Deck. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Available on Amazon. So this is, so it, look, and I, I, my, I knew when I made this, I wanted anyone to be able to use it. I didn't want it just to be for advanced people, and I didn't want a booklet. I wanted it to be really simple. This is literally the instructions. Okay. It's, and in fact, all this, no, I take it back. This is an ad to join my website. These are the instructions, right? So simple. And then there's just like a little jumping off point provided for each card. So easy, easy, easy. There's three different color cards. And the yellow is where the block is located within you. 
The red is what type of block it is. And they all have these little mandalas. So who did your artwork? I did. That's a Woo! funny story. And then the blue is... DLOS, what did you man. say? I know. I was like, what was that term again? DLOS. <laughs> the blue is the emotions that are surrounding the block. So the... Okay. So let's talk about the artwork because this is funny. <laughs> okay. And then I'll show you my favorite card in the deck. So That's here's what happened. So did you know that you can buy blank card decks on Amazon? No. Why would you, unless you channeled a card deck and needed to practice with it, right? Because wow. I was like, I need, I was like doing, I was like, I can't use paper. I need to actually be able to shuffle and use these. Well, you can buy a card deck that has like, you know, like the, the bicycle symbol on one side and is playing on the other side, or you could buy a card deck that's playing on both sides. So that was how I created my prototype. And then I was like, I need artwork. You know, I like talk to people. It just like wasn't a fit. I don't know. And I kept everybody that I talked to was like, Amy, you're supposed to do the art. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I mean, I'm a writer. I'm not like I paint a little bit with instruction and I don't know. So these mandalas, one of my, one of my kids had this app that I, I don't even remember what it was called, but you can make one of these in about three seconds. And everyone is unique. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty cool. I know. So that's so I did make all of the artwork, use the app, and I was like trying to like do all this stuff. And then oh, I told him, like, can you export these things I make on this app? And he was like, I don't know. He's like the tech wizard. And he's like, Yeah, we can. I'm like, done. Then I printed all those out. Then I had to match them up with what they went with. But wait, uh, you'll love this. This is my favorite card of all. <laughs> the Bow of Silence card. Uh, has no image because that, isn't that exactly what it feels like when you come up against a vow of silence? It's like crickets. <laughs> Excellent. That is great. Well, congratulations on that and all of them. That's so beautiful. Thank you. So beautiful. Oh, you're inspiring, girl. Thank you. So I just what? want to help people. That's really, I mean, you know, and get paid to do it. Let's be well, honest. But of course. Of course. That's really what okay. it comes down to. So I want to talk about you. <gasps> I want to know what you do to feed yourself. Um, I cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half Italian, half French. So big fan of food. <laughs> I love food. So no, what do I do to feed myself? You know, it's interesting because we had such a big energy shift. Like, you know, it's just like the last two years, like, right? Like, <laughs> oh, just so um, trying, right? Like it, for everybody, not just me. I mean, it's just been a slog, right? This whole ascension, yeah. everybody's like, just bleh, over ascension, right? But, but these last maybe like six months, I feel like there's been such a shift, such a moving into self-care, moving into really mm -hmm. embodying the divine, right? Not just as a concept, but like legit, like walking around divine in my shoes, right? I don't wear Birkenstocks, but <laughs> there's anything wrong with that, but like in my high heels, 
in my neighborhood, right? Like really walking it every day mm-hmm. that it's, I just did a Facebook live on this in my, in my club clarity group, literally today, I just did this talking about the importance of relaxation and how, you know, I don't know if you know much about human design, but I'm a generator. So I'm definitely like have a lot of energy to put into things and clearly type a personality. Like my whole life has been like, Hey, let's, let's make it happen. Let's Uh get it done. Right. Uh And the last six months has been such a lesson really the last three years, but especially the last six months, like basically doing things that were really counterintuitive. Like the more that I relaxed, the more that I pulled back from work, Mm-hmm. the more opportunities showed up and the easier they showed up and the more lucratively they showed up. And so, and I think that goes hand in hand with just embodying the divine, being super aware of our own divinity, which makes it so much easier to recognize the divinity in others. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it creates this like different level of unity as opposed to when you focus on community building and you focus on unity, like that's cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's sort of one level of unity, but really being that universal energy shifts like everything and has such a ripple effect out into the world. So I have done less and less and less. It's just amazing because like my income was really high. Like I had a full client load, had all this And then like two and a half years ago, the energy just went, (laughs) like took a turn, right? For everybody. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. I've heard this, Mm -hmm. and not just in Mm -hmm. our industry, in a lot of industries. So we had to like really come at things like a different way and take a different approach and everything. And of course that looked like in the beginning, that looked like me trying to make a lot of other things happen. Mm, Right. Right. Which didn't work out so great and expended a tremendous amount of energy and got me very, very frustrated. So it was about like learning to just lean into universal energy and be like, you know what? Everything's cool. Everything's fine. And like the more that I do that, the more that shows up mm. and the more, the easier it is for me to just be in the mom space when I need to be in the mom space, even if that's for two weeks, which would have made me go bonkers a few years ago, right? I would be like, no, I have so much work to do. Like, can I, like, you know, I'd be yelling at my husband or like, whatever. No, this is just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm so much more um, just chill than I ever have been, right? Which, and everything is just easier. Mm. So That, what a great place to be in. Yeah. It's yeah. surrender. It is, yeah. You know, I mean, I- yes and no. Like, it is. But I also find, um, or maybe it's just, maybe it's just like a redefinition of surrender. Cause I feel like in the past surrender was that thing that I would do like literally sending up the white flag. Well, not, literally, mm. but you know what I mean? It's like where, <laughs> okay, I have no other options. I have exhausted mm. every action that I know to take. I've got no choices left. So I surrender right? It was just kind of like a bowing down. And this is more like a, um, this is more like if you were trying to paddle upstream and then you just put the oar back in the boat, like that kind of surrender. I don't know. It feels more empowering than I think the way that I would have defined surrender in the past. Mm -hmm. I do think, yeah, it's definitely a different definition of what 
surrender feels like, looks like. Um, I could see how some people would think it's that kind of give up surrender versus allowing surrender. Yeah. 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 And then when you do do that allowing type of surrender, things work out. <laughs> Everything does. And come right? to you and it's ease and flow. I mean, those are the, my biggest words these days. Ease, flow, surrender, allow, mm-hmm. receive. Yes. Right? To, and the energy is so primed for that right now. That's what, oh. one thing I keep telling people like, is in terms of like of the moment energy, there's, we've just come through this like grueling, you know, transition, transformation, elevation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's just been like a slog, right? Like it's just been oh, hard man. and dense energy and just very hard on our physical bodies too, and hard on relationships and all of this. But right now there's like huge support. There's just this big upwelling of supportive energy mm-hmm. where you could literally do anything. You could actually do what you want to do. Even if you've been trying to do it for the last two years, when you first got the message that you could do this mm-hmm. and hitting wall after wall after wall, like all of a sudden you could just fly. You can really go forward and fly. And there's, I don't know about you, but I know me and a lot of the people like in my circles really being called to like ditch a lot of stuff. Wait, yeah. Oh God. Yes. Right. Totally. Physical stuff, just releasing. And it's not even like, it's not even like, Oh, I have to go. It's just like, I just don't want it anymore. You know, that's kind of what I'm hearing people say. And what I'm experiencing too yes. is like, I don't really want this stuff in my space anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, going easily as opposed to that garage that you've been dreading clearing out or, you know, the grandma's antiques that she passed down to you that you're like, oh, I <laughs> but they have all this old energy, right? Like that you're just like, and then all of a sudden the person shows up who wants to buy them or whatever. And you're like, great, everyone's happy. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's so, so true. It's so true. I just had a, a huge purge garden art sale and bam. I mean, like it was gone before I even opened. <laughs> yes, that's what, and yeah. everything like that, like the energy is so supportive to help us in just re- like releasing and yeah. the, you know, a lot of people having really old shit pop up. Like I really, I thought I was all done with that. Nope. <laughs> Finish it now and let it go. But it's, nice. everything is getting lighter and lighter and lighter, which is well, such and, a relief. And it's so funny because I, um, was last week or two weeks ago. I, I, I do Facebook lives every week. And um, I did one on emerging because I feel like that's where I am now. After this last year, kind of this hibernated space where I was just slogging along. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, I got rid of all this stuff and I started writing my poetry again, which I had been on a, a, blank, a blank thing <laughs> all last year. And, and, and injuries, body injuries. I mean, it was like, that was a fucked up year. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I'm like, two of my kids had uh, concussions Ooh. in like the last six months and like random allergic reactions. And yeah, lots of, I had a surgery. My husband had two yeah. surgeries. It was like, and we're like, we normally have nothing going yeah, on, right? I'm right? done with that now though. Like, done. So emerging. 
Yes. Mm. Isn't that juicy? It just feels so good. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. What else? What else? What else can you tell us? We're about, we're about done. So we're really good. That's all such great you stuff. Can I just, can I talk about this really quick? Yes. Okay. So this is my the camera. I can't read it. Closer. There we go. Annabelle, the lost. It's showing up backwards on mine. I don't know if it's showing up backwards. No, it's good. You're good. Okay, good. Um, so this is a novel. So this is my first fiction work. Because mm. you know, all this is like how-to, nonfiction, all like spiritual stuff, right? Well, this is a spiritual novel about a, um, a girl who's in the fourth grade. Her name's Annabelle. And she sort of falls backwards into her gifts and her skills right? Which, you know, like a lot of us, she had no interest in any of that, was not looking for that. Really, her cat goes missing and she just wants to find the damn cat, right? But in the course of looking for the cat, she meets this wise woman who unlocks her spiritual gifts. And so I wrote Annabelle, it's actually the first in a series. That's the next two already written. They just need to be like edited and published. But yeah. And so, um, I did not expect to be writing fiction, but people are digging it. So love it. I want to read it. Yeah. Cool. Good. Wow. I, like love, it. I love to hear how your, your writing is just flowing and flowing and flowing. And it is, it's very inspirational. That's great. And I actually wrote this story before any of these books. Oh, really? But it got shelved for six years. Oh, there was, uh, yeah, well, I won't bore you with all the details, but suffice to say, I, put, I got mired in the editing process because editing fiction is so different than nonfiction. Well, as you know, you had publishing companies, you know, and I just like got all mired in that process. And so I shelved it and then it just started nagging me again. And my husband was like, that book wants to come out. It's time. I'm like, no, I know, I know. Right. And so, yeah, so it literally just came out, I think like two months ago, just oh. this year. Yeah. Congratulations again. Very Thank cool. You. Oh, and part two and part three coming up. Hey, so, okay. One question I have for you is, so through all these, you know, I love to talk about your passion, your heart and your hustle, right? So mm -hmm. what's, what have you found in getting your business, um, moving forward? What's been the hustle? What's been the hard part for you? Or maybe there hasn't been any. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sure. <laughs> you know, spiritual stuff's all sunshine and yeah, unicorns, right? right? <laughs> um, no, really, I'm just trying to narrow it down to one to talk about. Well, I'll tell you the, so in the beginning, I feel like probably like three stages, I think I've gone through, like in the beginning, the biggest challenge was trying to grow a business without anyone finding out what I do, right? <laughs> so I think yes. a lot of light workers can relate to that. Like, I want to heal people, but shh, don't tell anybody, let me know all this stuff, right? Like, so <laughs> that was the biggest hurdle first hurdle to overcome. Okay. And then the second hurdle was just like, like trying to sort of clarify what I could do for people 
with terms that didn't really exist yet, you know? And I think a lot of light workers still struggle with that because people, you know, I've worked with people in like, you know, clarifying their like um, elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. And I go, what do you do? And then I go, yeah, but what does that mean? Like, like to a regular person, what does that mean? And like, you got to drop that down to like what people can get their head around. Right. right? So I think um, because I went through this whole phase in my, I mean, I told you like I'm prolific, right? Obviously I talk a lot, I write a lot. I got so many courses. I've sat down and counted up. I have like 30 programs that I wow. put together over the years. Right. And so I would just like get an idea or a theme would keep coming up among clients, all my clients. And I would be like, Oh, I'll just teach a course on that. Right. And so I would just like put together another course or whatever. Then that was like, how do you even showcase that? How do you market that? So my solution was I didn't, I just would be like new course. And then like course got shelved. Right. So now I'm kind of in this third phase of my business where the challenge is how do I take all of this stuff that I already have, all of the books, all of the programs, since I'm being guided away from one-on-one -on -one work, how do I take all this stuff and like package it in one website or in one sort of uh -huh. place where people can find what they need? Because it's all there. It's like almost anything people could come in and say, I really want help with this. I probably already have a course for it, you know? So it would be great to have. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now is like, how do you even like package all that? And because marketing is not what I love, right. right? I love sales. I love product creation, like, mm -hmm. like content creation. I am banging at that, but I really don't enjoy marketing. And so, and I know a lot of light workers struggle, a lot of creative types too, really struggle with well, that. I, think, I mean that I, a lot of, I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that in any, in any genre, but you know, and, and for me, having been in my business for 30 years, and as I shift, it's like, how do I, how do I pass it on? How do I maintain the legacy? How do I keep it moving and selling and growing still, you know, and it does, it does, but it is, it's definitely a constant, you know, especially when you have quantity marketing, yeah. you know, the page, <laughs> yeah, the physical actual page. Um, yeah, that's, that's some stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm dealing with right now. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's tell, let me tell you, this is what you do. No, um, no, I'm not going to tell you that, but, um, Damn, I had a pen and paper, like right here. I was ready. Yeah, call it, give it to me. Go to the website and no, um, <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, because we do shift and especially when we have been in business long enough, you know, and we do shift and how do we maintain integrity with what we've done in the past and how do we have transitions from past interests to future interests and present interests? I mean, that's all relevant for people who've been in the business for a while. Yeah. You know, I work with so many new business owners. Uh, but like I said, I've been doing this for 30 years or longer really. But, um, so it's true. It's, it's definitely a, um, a thing that I think about all the time. 
you know, where is this going? How does this transition? How does this still look? Is it relevant? Do I want to let it go? Yeah. Right. Or do I keep it so people can still find it? I mean, I have courses that I, you know, I, I was making online classes before online classes were here, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, that's whew. just to move forward with that beauty and passion and integrity and keep highlighting all the beauty that you do. So good. That's a challenge even in and of itself too, right? Cause that like, I'll no sooner get one book out. No, congratulations. Yeah. Okay. And then like on to the next thing. And no, you can't right? do that. Yeah. I like, but the universe is already nagging me about the next four things on the list. So I'm like, yeah, yeah it's kind of like, right. So, <laughs> so I think that's, yeah, sometimes it's a challenge just to like pause and right. acknowledge what's been done. Yeah. Right? And someone told me once, they said, you know, have your signature thing and forget about keep keeping creating things. And I'm like, but I'm a creator. <laughs> I know. That's, I think we would stop breathing. Yeah. It's like, exactly. I've got to make new things. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm inspired by you and, you know, to give you what you need and I want to give you what you need and look, I can create this thing and yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. It's just it's fun. fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, if, I I was doing the, if I was doing the same thing over and over again, I'd shoot myself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't happen. So it's interesting. I mean, everybody has different takes on it. You know, it's, it's all fantastic. It's all good, which is why I love making heart and hustle mm -hmm. you know, this show because just getting to meet all the different types of entrepreneurs and creatives and, and empaths and artists and it's so fantastic. And you are amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me out today. I'm so glad we yeah. finally got this scheduled. I know. I know. It's great. It's so great. And, uh, even now that I'm on a, in a different time zone than I was yesterday, but <laughs> ah! um, which is why I look really dark right now because I don't have the right lighting in my office and whatever. But anyway, here we are. <laughs> so anyway, Amy, Amy Scott Grant, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you, Paulette. That was so fun. And of course, all my beautiful viewers out there in heart and hustle land, um, We'll have all of Amy's contacts. You can always look her up online, but I'll have all her stuff. You can, what's your Ask Amy Anything? Ask Amy. I, I love it. Ask Amy Anything. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Oh my God. So <laughs> spiritual ass kicker. Um, uh, so anyway, and viewers, thank you for being here again. We've had a, a quite a full session of laughter here. <laughs> <laughs> this time, this, this time around. I love that you're here. I really do. I'm so honored that you keep coming back. This is, oh, my 60th something episode in three years. Very That's cool. Awesome. I, know, I love it. I love it. Celebrate that. Yeah. Woohoo. Woohoo. And there's just so many great people out there. And Amy, thank you again for being here and everybody else until we meet again, many blessings and have a blast. <laughs> Bye.